The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome, everyone, to On to the Next One. This is not the cherry sweet voice of Mike Heck. You're hearing your usual uh, lead host. This is Alexander Cayley, his best friend and co-host. And I am joined by one of our best friends, Jose Youngs, who is uh, hopping in and doing us a favor because uh, Mike is traveling. Mike was in Dallas for the uh, momentous Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz fight, bringing some spicy hot coverage. And uh, the schedule just didn't work out for him to do our usual Sunday matchmaking show. But we are joined by the more than capable Jose, uh, making his onto the next one debut, I think, right? Mm -hmm. I've never done this. Wow. How does it feel? How does it feel to put on the matchmaking shoes? Uh, It goes against a lot of what I think about Mm -hmm. in terms Mm -hmm. of my role in MMA, but we will persevere. I don't normally like to pick fights or make fights or there's fights I would like to see, but I rarely say like, I I think these two should fight. So this should be interesting to go against my better nature. Yes, we have a fighting picks channel on our uh, company Slack. Yeah, uh, Jose. For years, we've had a Jose has abstained, has, uh, yeah. much, much like our pal Arahawani. Also, generally does not like to pick fights beforehand. He'll do a little bit of the gambling segment for you know for our pals at DraftKings promo code yeah, May Hour. Uh, but otherwise, you, you know, when he's pressed to pick a fight, Arrow won't. I, Jose prefers not to either. You like to break down fights, but you're not gonna. You're not super interested in saying like, oh, this guy's gonna kick this guy's ass or whatever. It's not really. I like to break down favorite. fights in not like I. I'm not an X's and O's type of guy because I've not. I'm not Luke. I'm not uh what's his name? Uh 
Jack Slack or whatever Jack his name. Slack, I'm sure. not any of those guys. I like to break down fights and I give my opinion on who has the probable favorite to win based on based on resume, but not wins, but just like level of competition, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So like for example, who did um like the woman that fought Shanna Bannon? Is that her name right? That she fought in Ireland. The woman yes. that the woman that she fought, like she was getting all this hype. But then I look you look at the woman that she lost to. That woman has fought incredibly high level competition in her UFC career. She's lost most of them. But I don't like wins and losses in the UFC are important, especially when picking a fight. But I just kind of look at level of you might be 0 and 4. But if your four losses are to, I don't know, Marab, Corey Sanhagen, uh, Peter Yan, and uh, I don't know, Rob Font, and then you fight someone outside the top 15. That 0 and 4, like, oh, you're on a four or five losing streak. Like, yeah, look who they lost to. So that's that tends to be how I pick fights and match make fights based on that, like level of competition. Yeah, uh Bruna Brazil, the lady yes. that beat uh, Shauna Bannon. Uh but yeah, it's good. Thank you for explaining your methodology. Where was your attention on Saturday? Because we did have a lot going on. There was there oh, was, I was, lo- I was locked Nashville. In. Lockdown I was, UC Nashville. I was locked in because it, the the timing worked out actually pretty well. Okay. So like Eric was on Eric Jackman was on site mm-hmm. doing a lot of the the on-site social stuff. So I and if anyone, for, Dia, for Diaz for, for Diaz, Diaz Paul, Paul Diaz, Diaz. Uh, yeah yeah and obviously for those of you that watch boxing there's not a lot of content until post fight because they they're not like the UFC where they bring in the winners after every fight they save everyone for the end and then it's just a car wash so it, it's not hard like I was watching the boxing matches especially like I H two O is is very is an intriguing prospect. I would like mm-hmm. to see him actually fight someone high level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the Chris, and then for whatever reason, like the Avila Stevens fight, like there was a finish in the UFC, so I could watch that fight. And then when that fight ended, the next fight is so on, is oddly enough like the timing worked out really well. It reminds me of I think it was when Cyborg fought and Jessica Andrade fought. Uh, Amanda Lemos and I believe it was Serrano Katie Taylor they all kind of fought on the same weekend or same same day maybe and like one ended and then the next main card like every single one was bang 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 no there was not a lot of overlap yeah we had three like somewhat fast finishes on the UFC Nashville main card and that allowed them to get San Hagen and Font out there at a reasonable time and by the time San Hagen Font was over uh, it was clear a clear runway for uh for uh paul versus diaz so i guess it did kind of work out that way i was live blogging a lot of the paul diaz undercards so i was you know what i had uc natural on but i i admit i i may have missed some of the intricacies of the car but overall looked pretty decent it got one uh Michelin star so you know uh that mm. out of out of three so that's good if you you know if you were in nashville you and you and you went uh you know if you you probably had a good time if you had to drive there or if you flew in for some reason eh, maybe you weren't like super thrilled with uh with the time and money spent but not a bad fight night card at all. Uh, I hope the relatively uneventful main event didn't leave a bad taste in people's mouths. But it was a huge win for Corey Sanhagen. Very, very tough situation. Has a new opponent in Rob Font. Was supposed to fight Umar Nurmagomedov. Uh, walks out with a clear 50-45 victory by, uh, yes, mixing the martial arts. Or, some would argue not mixing the martial arts. Instead, really just becoming a wrestler for a night, which I approve of. Uh, and getting the win. Stay, stay, most importantly, staying in the win column. A lot of boos. Dana White reportedly left after the fourth round. It's usually not a good sign. And uh, his I don't know how strong his his championship case is right now. So, Jose, as the uh, as the guest, I will let you go first. 
What is next for Corey Sanhagen in your eyes? Meritocracy wise, it should be the winner of Algermain and Sean O'Malley. Well, let me rephrase that because Algermain is most likely going to go up if he wins, which means if he wins, it'll be a va- for a vacant title, which means I would assume Sanhagen is one half of pro- a probable vacant title fight. Now, if O'Malley wins, I don't know if they give O'Malley Corey Sanhagen because I think Dana Dana holds a Dana holds a grudge. He doesn't like to. He doesn't really like to reward fighters he thinks don't put on the fight that he wanted, especially when it's going up against a fight that he very clearly hates and Nate Paul versus Nate, Nate Paul, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. So if O'Malley wins, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of if they try to slot in. I mean, once once when is the Cheeto fight happening? Is doesn't Cheeto have a new fight against Pedro Munoz? Yes, like, uh, Marlon Vera. I'm just looking this up real quick. Apologize, people, for the clicking and clattering. Marlon Vera, Pedro Munoz, August 19th. Same so, day. So that's the same, same day. Same that doesn't 292. That's so right, yeah. if, if Cheeto and O'Malley both win, I bet the UFC tries to do that. If you're asking me, if Corey San, if I think Corey Sanhagen needs to be fighting for a title next, whether it's against O'Malley or against fill in the blank for a a vacant title. Now, Marab and Henry Cejudo seem to want to fight each other. I actually do think that fight makes sense, storyline-wise, ranking-wise, and all that kind of stuff. Peter Yan needs a, a not-top-five matchup. Umar, he just needs another win. I think he's obviously going to be there soon uh, at the top. So if you're asking me who... It's going to be Corey Sanhagen in, in a title fight. It's just a matter of who. Uh, unless O'Malley and Cheeto win, then I can... I am very willing to bet that they're part of I bet they're the co-main event for that December pay-per-view because O'Malley seems pretty vocal that he doesn't want to fight in New York. Uh, and that's like the neck. That's like the previous pay-per-view January. I'm hearing rumblings of not in America for a pay-per-view. So I bet that December pay-per-view looks real enticing. Yeah, an O'Malley win is probably, I don't want to say it's the worst case scenario, because as much as Dana White does hold a grudge, as much as people seem to be unhappy about how Corey won that, uh, at one Saturday's main event, um, he still won. He still won. He still has a good reputation. I hope people don't hold that against him. He should be part of one half of a fight uh, for a vacant title. But uh, yes, O'Malley could uh, could end up getting a different challenger. I, I don't know if um, Corey will be at the top of that list. So that it, it is true. It is better if there's two spots to be fought for. Um, if Aljo does win and just vacate, I wonder if let's say Aljo had a close win, uh, would 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 Dana White just throw O'Malley right back into a vacant title fight? That's certainly entirely possible. Um, I think, like you said, Cheeto Vera could win, and then maybe him and Marab would fight for it. So uh, much of our talk on Saturday's post fight pre uh, post fight recap show, excuse me, with uh, with Shaheen and, and Jed Mashu uh, revolved around how how badly. Was Sanhagen's title uh, hopes hurt by, you know, fighting such a safe conservative style? So they're they're pretty convinced, or Jed at least. Jed is vehemently convinced that he just like sunk his stock really badly. I'm kind of with you. I'm not so sure, but it is much better if it's a vacant opportunity and not if O'Malley wins. So I think there's a chance. I just feel like Sanhagen is not guaranteed anything. Yeah, I think there's a chance they just rebook the Umar fight, which feels yeah pretty unfair. Um. Because this was the you know this was the spot where he was supposed to fight Umar. Beating Rafan is not the same as beating Umar. I totally understand that, but he kind of did what he was supposed to do. He signed on for the UFC national main event. He did the thing. He won the fight. Um, 
but it just makes if you're the matchmakers, you're pretty much likely holding Sandhagen stock in neutral and just saying, "Yep, let's see, let's see him beat Umar. We want to see him fight Umar. Let's right. see him fight Umar." And did you listen to his post-fight interview in the cage? What what did he say exactly? He thinks he tore his tricep in the first round. Yes, yes. So that's also a factor. Sure. Like if Depending on how bad that tear is, if it is a tear. Uh, he said he's been having a lot of arm issues in general, and he thinks he tore it. So mm-hmm. if he's on the shelf, he's on the shelf. Like we saw Yuri Prohaska was the champ, and then he quote-unquote had the worst shoulder injury Dana White has ever seen in the <laughs> UFC, and then he hasn't fought in more than a year. So it's wonderful to match make Corey Sanhagen against anyone in the top 15, but if he has one arm, I mean, honestly, I'd favor Corey Sanhagen with one arm against a lot of people in the UFC, literally. I just want I want to see him 100%, especially if it's for a title, and especially if it's against Umar Nurmagomedov. And depending who you are, as we've seen in the UFC, waiting can sometimes be hugely to your benefit. Again, I don't know if Corey Sanding has that kind of cachet. I would like to think so, given the wars he's put on for the UFC, yeah, the highlights he's put on for the UFC, stepping in on a short note for a short notice title fight already once, you know, getting that that Piotr Jan opportunity, uh, or was that inter- was interim title fight? Against Jan, yeah, because that was when uh, Al Jermaine had yeah. the neck, neck surgery or something. Yeah, so I feel like Corey's done them a solid already. I mean, they, they would argue, oh, well, we gave him an interim title shot, whatever. But, I mean, I think he did them a solid by taking the fight. So I hope I hope he's in good standing. Um, but you're right. May, maybe we don't see him for a while if the shoulder injury is serious. And that could be uh, the classic blessing in disguise. But uh, but we will see. I'll, I'll read out some Sanhagen suggestions later. From uh, mm-hmm. the fans, I didn't really I haven't actually taken much of a look at those. So I, I mm. uh, but I assume most people are calling for him to get some part of a title shot. But now, uh, if he wants a legacy fight, like say they go, say O'Malley wins and Sheeta wins, and they're like, you know what, Corey, like we're gonna do this fight. We're gonna strike while the iron is hot. Like especially if O'Malley and Cheeto have a run in backstage, and there's they can like play that, and like the world is clamoring for Cheeto O'Malley too. I would not and i can guarantee you both men would not be opposed to sanhagen dominic cruz um cory sanhagen has been pretty vocal that dominic cruz is one of his idols growing up not like i want to emulate this man as a human but like Mm -hmm. he's one of his favorite fighters to watch and i remember that was kind of a storyline early in his career especially in his first couple fights in the ufc dom cruz called them and Dominic's like, I guess I could see the similarities. I think that would be a very fun legacy fight, um, especially if Dom wants to go out. Um, or if Dom wants to, Dom would not say no. Corey Sanhagen's ranked fourth in our rankings. Dom Cruz is ranked 14. I don't think he's going to say no to a top five fight. And I think Cruz's possible last fight might be enough to entice Corey Sanhagen to fight outside the top 10. I I wish we got more... We've talked a lot about Dominic Cruz yeah. uh, legacy fights. We, I, I still wish he'd fought we Aldo. We had none of them. We've had we none, of them. none of them. I want to see him fight Aldo. Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar. I would love to see. I would have loved to see a Dillashaw rematch. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Marlon Bear is the guy, but that's weird. That weird felt like it had no storyline and it ended, ended quite horribly for that Dom. was that was a fight that Dom even said like this is for a title shot and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like that was an actual like meritocracy. Yeah. Like that fight made sense. It was a main event. It was in his hometown. Like even if it like, I think Dom like Dom Cruz gave a list. He wanted a crowd. He wanted a, a higher ranked opponent. And he wanted a main event, and he wanted to be healthy. So that's four things, and he got all four of them. So, yeah, the the, the cruise fight was sad to watch, but it made sense, the matchmaking-wise. But let's meet those conditions again, UFC. Give give 
give uh, Corey Sanhagen and Dominic Cruz a pay-per-view spot at an actual venue. Main event, uh, pay- fight night wouldn't be bad either. Five as rounds. Long as, as long as not the apex, yes. As long as not the apex. I agree. I yeah. agree. I don't <laughs> think, sure. I don't think no. Cruz is ever going to go back to the no, apex. No, he won't and do that. If you remember when, when Sanhagen fought Cheeto, that was supposed to be at the apex, and the UFC booked it for San Antonio. So like even the UFC was like this. I don't think Corey Sanhagen is fighting for the apex anytime soon. Good. That's 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 nothing but good news. Yeah. I hope the same can be said of our next winner, Jose, and our next uh, yeah. woman. Her path seems pretty clear. Uh, well, on know, paper, man. it would be, but then there's a murky situation at the top of 115. Tatiana Suarez, yeah. uh, officially back at 115. She did have her comeback fight a few months ago against Montana Larosa. Looked fantastic. Took it at 125 wisely. You know, what her first fight back in a long time. Didn't want to worry about a weight cut. It was the rare sort of very appropriate MMA yeah. tune-up fight. They just We just don't see tune-up fights in MMA. And with respect to uh, De La Rosa, that's what that was. And uh, then now she makes a proper drop down to 115. Was supposed to fight Viana Janjaroba. Instead gets matched up with an even bigger name. Tougher on fight. On short notice. Yeah, tougher fight. Jessica Andrade. Didn't make it look like a tough fight. Uh, big, bigger. She's a big, strong wrestler. Took uh, took uh, Jessica Andrade down. Submitted her in the second round. Uh, all five of our staff who regularly make picks. Pick second round submission in a rare moment where we're actually right about something. Uh, Jose, I'm going to go to you again because my pick is kind of meh. But uh, yeah, break it down why it's, you know, it's not quite obvious to give uh, Tatiana a title shot and uh, where you where you're going with this. Because there's Jan Zhaonan sitting uh-huh. there, too. And I'm not saying that Jan is a better fighter. It's just she's been active and she's also beaten Jessica Andrade in her last fight. So she did it before Tatiana. And this was when Jessica like it, it at the time, like at the time it, it was more impressive. You know, it was like a like Yan Jonan is not someone known for knocking you out. It was it reminded me a lot of when Carla beat Yan. Like like we a lot of the narrative was, oh, Carla needs to look impressive to get that title shot. And then she went out there and and ran through her and that got her the title shot. Same thing with with Yan. Like she lost to Carla Sparza and then she lost to Marina Rodriguez in a very, very close fight. I think that's a fight people don't remember. And then beat Mackenzie Dern in front of uh Mark Zuckerberg and then went out there and knocked out Jessica Andrade. So I think like, and I'm not going to lie, the possibility of, especially if Whaley beats Amanda Lemos, if the UFC goes back to China, a Yan versus Whaley fight in anywhere in Asia is big numbers. I think if, if Yan wasn't, if Yan Xiaonan was not there, Tatiana Suarez would be fighting for a belt. I just think the mark, the Asian market is obviously huge in anything any sport like look at the nba like remember when yao ming was on the rockets and every every single starter on the rockets would get voted into the all-star game just (laughs) because of chinese fans voting like ray for alston would make the all-star team they'd be like he was close close. yeah and and no one and i would not have complained i wouldn't either (laughs) skip to lose my guy for life um (laughs) i wouldn't hate if it's tough because i don't want that i don't want someone to knock off a contender because Whaley is not someone that seems to struggle to make straw weight. So it's not like her time is fleeting at this weight class. I want to see her active. Yan versus Whaley would be a lot of fun. I don't think we need to rush Tatiana into a title shot because I think, not that she she is because she lost so many years of her life. I think she's going to get the belt eventually. Like I think she's the uncrowned champ. The problem is I have no idea who you give her because Already beat Carla. Rose is going up. Just beat Jessica Andrade. And Amanda Lemos is fighting for the belt. Those are all the people ranked above her. I have 
absolutely no idea. Unless Joanna Njeshi comes out of retirement, then I have no idea. She has to fight back. I yeah, think we're, we're going to uh, – she cannot – it's it's weird. We were talking about can Corey Sandhagen afford to wait. Um, Tatiana Suarez is clearly a hotter property right now, but it feels weird to, for her to wait just because yeah. she just came back. Like she just came back. And there's a lot of buzz after Saturday night. We ran a uh, we ran a poll on the YouTubes uh, during the um, post fight show, and it was who's the biggest star of Saturday night. I mean, Nate oh. Diaz far and away fifty five percent. He ran away with it, <laughs> but uh, and Jake Paul was second. Suarez was third, so well ahead of uh, Corey Sang. I think Sandhagen was like seven percent. Wow. And Tatiana came in twelve percent, thirteen percent, like that. So. She impressed. She impressed. She looks like what we keep saying she is, which is the what do you want to say? The female Khabib, the most dominant grappler uh, among any woman in the UFC, maybe any woman in the world um, mm. in MMA. She has just looked fantastic. And, and I'm with you. Um, the situation is screwed up. <laughs> uh, yeah. UFC should have booked Jan, waited to book Jan versus uh, uh, Zhang instead of going uh, con- great for Amanda Lamoche getting that title shot, but that kind of it was kind of confusing because Jan beat Andrade. We saw Andrade beat Lamoche with that standing arm triangle not too long ago. I get it was a timing thing. Maybe Jan just wasn't ready for the date that they wanted, or they feel like they could have had Jan fight after. But now here comes Suarez, who clearly deserves a title shot. Now, the the thing I'll say with that is I agree the timing sucks, and I don't think it's... I actually I don't agree with the they should have waited to make... Yawn because Amanda Lemos, I think, also deserves the shot at the time mm-hmm. because they booked that fight before Yawn had fought on Jessica Andrade. Mm-hmm. So at the time, it, it, I actually think it did make sense. Now, I don't know how much you pay attention, but I had a blast when I covered Road to the Road to the UFC, Road to the Octagon, whatever you want to call it. The, mm-hmm. uh, essentially, the 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 Asian markets version of it's not even the version of anything it's kind of it's an actual tournament it is yeah. a, it is a real whatever what mma fans always want in the ufc it's a real tournament you were going to say the ultimate fighter and then you stopped yes. yourself 100 percent. jose yes. men- mentions of the ultimate fighter are not only welcome yeah. on onto the next one but encouraged so feel, please feel free to say the ultimate fighter as many times this as you is want. essentially the ultimate fighter without people living in the house yes without without um, the uh we can swear on the show the bullshit and let's let's go yeah, without the mer- without the rigmarole and Tom <laughs> the rigmarole. That's better. so I I covered the first episode the first because it was in Singapore and I thought it was awesome. I had a lot. It was I thought it was, the fights were very fun. I thought the product was fun. I thought talking to the fighters was very interesting because there was fighters from India. There was Thai fighters. There was Japanese Chinese. Now the road to the UFC is I think that it's kicking off. Or it's the second fight. I don't remember what round it is at this point, but that's on the Singapore card in August. Now, the finals of last year's was supposed to be in Korea because Mac, that was going to be Zombie's final fight, but then Zombie got hurt. And remember, they moved the entire card to the apex. That was, I think, Derek Lewis Spivak. And that's why it was in such a weird time slot because that was supposed to be in Korea. Now, if the UFC goes to Asia for the finals again and Whaley wins... There's your main event, Whaley Yan in China, in Singapore, and wherever. Like, if you put, like, you and Casey obviously can speak to this more than me, but I think that's what they're waiting for, especially if they want to do the, because last year's, it wasn't a disaster because the fights were great, but Zombie even apologized for getting hurt because he kind of robbed the Asian fighters from fighting in, in, uh, because the, the second round, of last year was in Abu Dhabi and the finals was going to be in, in Seoul. 
Mm-hmm. If they, I don't know if they're going to do that again this year, but if they do go to Asia, Jan and Wei Li is the main event. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, it, it feels like it has to happen. Jan has been yeah. talking about wanting to fight uh, Zhang Weili for a long time. Yeah. So this isn't like some new thing. She's, uh, you know, as she was coming up, she was getting asked like, oh, would you ever fight Zhang? She's like, of course, yeah. of course she would. It's her countrywoman, but of course, of course she understands the, the magnitude of the matchup. So that does have to happen. Uh, I just settled on Tabitha Ricci for Tatiana Suarez. Ooh, it's a stay fun. busy fight with apologies to the baby shark who's a fun fighter exciting fighter I'm, I'm not sure the ufc sees her as world champion material not to say she can't get there i think just right now she's somewhere in the top 10 um at 115 uh it is a dangerous fight i mean if you're suarez it's a gain very little fight for sure but unless she wants to sit which i really i don't want to you know i don't think she can um I think she does fight. So Tabitha reaches the name that I settled on. But as you mentioned, uh, Jose, it, 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 you could rebook Virna Jandrova, but Virna, I believe, had a knee injury. Who knows mm-hmm. when that's going to clear up? Um, otherwise, there's just not a lot of options. So I do think she fights again. I'll go Baby Shark. And uh, of course, if you're reaching, you, you jump on that opportunity because uh, hey, who knows? Maybe you get the upset, steal some shine. Uh, we have four more main card yep. fights to go through here, Jose. So we can go kind of quickly because it's a bit of a smorgasbord. Uh, yeah. we, it's not a lot of people who are like immediate contenders. They're kind of in the middle cluster of the rankings. So yeah. we don't have to dwell over these too much. For uh, Dustin Jacoby, I will say I went with uh, uh, Yuan Kuchalaba rematch. They fought a couple of years ago. Yeah. Pretty close fight, split draw. I had on a previous show uh, when, where Kuchalaba had won, I wanted like him to fight Modestus Bukaskis. Bukaskas mm. is booked to fight uh, Vitor Petrino in November, which on my Otno scorecard frees him up. My dance card, I should say, frees him up. And I still want to see that rematch. I think I've called this before. I think listeners have called for this before. I just think it's a fight that makes sense. So uh, run that one back, him and uh, Kuchalaba Jacoby. Don't hate it. Uh, I like his call out of Vulcan Ozdemir. Uh, Vulcan, is sitting at, Vulcan is sitting at 14. I think he made a very good point where he, especially in his post, did you listen to his post-fit interview at all? I did not. So he may he when he laid it out, he's because he's not in the prime life. He's like right at the tail end of his prime. I think he was an incredibly high level glory kickboxer, which seems to be all the rage in MMA these days. He it's, he's it's a strong he, base. It's a strong those, base for those of you that don't know. Justin Jacoby fought Alex Pereira in glory. Like so, I would love eventually see that rematch in the in MMA. I would be all about it. He's so dangerous. That he was struggling to find his Jan Blahovich. Like, 
high ranked guy willing to risk it against like an incredibly dangerous unranked striker. He's like the last few fights I've had to fight back. Like I deserve to fight forward now. And I do, I agree. Like I hadn't really thought about it. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, maybe the loser of Anthony Smith and um, who's Anthony Smith fighting. Uh, Krylov. Is he fighting Krylov? Uh, I think so. I could just be making I'm that looking, up. You could be, but you wouldn't. Uh, he is fighting just... Ryan Span. Uh, Ryan Span rematch. Oh, Ryan Span. Uh, yes, yes, yes. In yeah, Ryan that's Span correct. Too. So he's not going to fight Anthony Smith because they're teammates. Now, if Ryan Span wins, that that would be a fun fight. If Ryan Span wants to, you know, keep the storyline going against that that camp, the Mark Montoya camp in Denver. I personally like the Ozdemir fight because he said it, and I think as media members, we can all agree when there's a name that someone says in their post-fight interview, we all love it, and it gives us something to talk about. That's my pick. Vulcan Ostermeyer, he's ranked 14th. I think it's a good litmus test. That was, uh, I think Vulcan's kind of become a good test for a lot of fighters breaking into the top 15, uh, especially at this point in his career. He can beat anyone. He can lose to anyone. So that's my pick. Uh, if Mike were here, he would first say, uh, well, he'd say, well, thank, thank you, Jose, for taking over for me. Uh, and then he would say, uh, sometimes we don't like it when uh, fighters do our jobs for us on, on to the next one. We were a little right. offended. We are we do get a little offended sometimes. Mm. We also have a thing on Otno where uh, if a fighter is already booked, and I'm not blaming you for this. This is You are simply going with Dustin Jacoby, Dustin Jacoby call-out. Uh, Uzdemir is booked. I don't know if it's, I can't remember if this was announced or it was just reported and it's out there in the wind. He is supposed to be fighting Azamat Mirzakhanov oh, on God. September second. Okay, I don't know. Fight. Yeah, I don't know if we confirm this MMAfighting.com, so it might not be one hundred percent official. But uh, that is the rumor. So we call these uh, when these kind of mistakes are made, and not you, Jose. I'm, I'm blaming Dustin Jacoby. Sure. We call these uh, doo doo picks. So sure. a little bit of doo doo, but I get it. Listen, du- maybe Dustin knows something we don't. Maybe he means I want. He wants to fight Volkan, win or lose. Maybe he ends up getting the winner of that fight. It's not. No, well, he already beat Azamat. In kickboxing? No, in M- that was Osman's last loss. Oh, wait a minute, that was April. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's so. So if yeah. could like that, yeah. he, you know, like light heavyweight, like just fight everyone fights, <laughs> especially in like ranked fifteen to thirty. That would be weird if Vulcan wins and then Dustin <laughs> has to beat. But Vulcan does. I mean, as much as Osman, it's the name. Yeah, yeah, and Osman would be ranked above uh, Vulcan if he beats him. Uh, Vulcan does have the name, and he's a former world title challenger, so there's a pedigree there. So, wow, thank you, though. I, there you go, dude, to pick for me because I totally forgot that that <laughs> I was like, just happened. I was like, I feel like that fight because I, I remember that fight being weird for uh-huh. Jaco- like Jacoby beat him, but it was like a decision fight, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, could so it could be could be Vulcan either way. So, you know what, maybe you know, Dustin and, and Jose, I apologize. Maybe not. A, maybe not a dude pick. Maybe apologies. it still makes sense. Yeah. Maybe it still makes sense either way. Vulcan is a guy like his only losses are to Krylov, who is incredibly violent, and the fact that he reached a decision against Krylov, that's a win, because that rarely happens. Mm-hmm. So Vulcan's left to Krylov. Off the top of my head, Vulcan, Yuri Prohaska, Dominic Reyes, Anthony Smith, Daniel Cormier. Yeah. All champions slash contenders or challengers slash. Nikita Krylov. Jose, I wish you were here in the ranking show like six months ago when the when the boys were busting my proverbial balls for having to, uh, Volkan ranked in my top 12 for like forever. Like, why aren't you dropping on Volkan? Why aren't you dropping on Volkan? I'm like, who has he lost to? I, I, they were bullying me, Jose. Yeah. Just, it was ugly, man. And I was trying well, to tell them, like, who I has think, he lost to? I think the problem is in that scenario. Is, Our co-workers are incompetent? Well, we watch MMA. 
uh-huh. which I can't say for <laughs> I can't say for everyone at MMA uh-huh. fighting. Yeah, you know? I I'm I'm not saying I agree with you, but I'm not not saying that. Well, to so that like because people like, can. You know, just because a fighter exits the cage doesn't mean we have to forget what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Uh, let's move on. On a nicer note, Diego Lopez. This guy's looking good. This guy's looking yeah. good in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, I, I heading into this fight with Gavin Tucker, I just I had kind of warned people a little bit not to give him like too much credit for a great a good performance against Mosar Vloyev that did result in a loss. I think yeah. some people are kind of like giving him a moral victory. He did lose that fight, but clearly talented. And I didn't pick Gavin Tucker for the fact that Gavin Tucker, my fellow Canadian, respect, is a, a little old. Um, thirty was thirty-seven heading into the fight, and hadn't fought in over two years, and that just mm-hmm. spelled disaster to me. So I did pick a Lopez win, and Lopez looked great, amazing submission, amazing armbar. Uh, so he lived up to whatever hype people have been building up from. He lived up to it. I cannot tell at all where his stock is, Jose. I would love to know where you are placing this guy right now, and and of course who who you'd like to see him fight next. I'm, he's he he's a very good talent. He's yeah. a very, more importantly, um, fans love him. I I don't know if you watch the ceremonial uh, weigh-ins, but he got a pop. Like people good. love this guy. I think his debut against uh, Evloev really like endeared him to fans. Taking the fight on short notice and almost winning. Um, I just don't know because I'm I'm he's so good, such a good grappler. I'm worried that he might I'm not worried, that's not the right word, but like Joel Alvarez or who's the guy that Dan Hooker beat in New York? Claudia Claudio uh what's his last name? Oh wait, we gotta well, we gotta be talking featherweights here, Jose. This no, I know I'm not I'm not okay, compa- okay. I'm not you're these making... aren't my these aren't my picks. I'm comparing. Oh, you're going on a journey. You're taking me on a journey. Okay, okay. My bad. Yes, yes. So like these Claudio Poyas, yeah. Claudio Poyas and Joel right. Alvarez, like they were winning and winning impressively and having good oh, fights. Oh, I see. What you're and saying. then they're like, Oh, this guy is a is a prospect. And mm-hmm. then Joel Alvarez, like I think fought like Armin Sarukian. Yep. And then Pretty Claudio nice. fought Dan Hooker, and they did not look good in those fights. They got Molly Watts. I'm worried. I'm not worried is not the right word. I think that I don't want that to happen to Diego Lopes, where he gets all these these fights that play into his favor and then gets thrown against a veteran and then gets beat bad. So I would not mind a slow build up with this guy to the, gauge his level of skill. The advantage that Lopez has, and I think why some people were behind him even going into the Mozart fight, like people were kind of not that they thought he would upset him, but they were like, oh yeah, this guy's a lot because he was a replacement, I think. But they were like, this guy's a good replacement. He's been he's 28 years old, so in his prime, yeah, he's been fighting since 2012. He has a lot, he has almost 30 pro fights. And before coming to the UFC, he had fought several former UFC fighters. I'm just looking at his record, Hani Jason, yep. uh, Marco Beltran, uh Masio Fullen. So he's fought guys. He's yeah. he's fought experienced guys. And I guess that's why people are so eager to push him up. Um, because you know, we like to we do like to give a lot of credit for, you know, sometimes people ignore the pre-fight UFC records. This guy had a whole career before coming to the UFC already. And now now he's coming and he's, into the uh, yeah, I believe he's Alexa Grasso's jujitsu coach, too. There you go. So there's a lot, there's a lot to like there. Um, so I get people wanting to push him up high. So uh I I don't think if I got a clear how high do you want to go, Jose? Still outside the top 15. Okay. Um, but I would like a I have a pick. Mm-hmm. Who I who I want to see him fight? I want to see him fight Damon Jackson next. They both fought on the same card. Okay. Damon Jackson just lost to Billy Q. Billy Q has lost to Gavin Tucker. So I think if with Diego beating Gavin the way he did, Billy beating Damon, 
I would like to see because Damon Jackson is also he's no spring chicken either. He has like what twenty eight fights, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be another guy that had tw- he had twenty plus fights under his belt before getting to the UFC as well, and his only losses are to what Ilya Taporia, who I remember just got folded. He folded Damon Jackson, Danny Gay, who he also folded, and then Billy Q. Three very tough guys beat has beaten everyone else. Uh, I think Diego Lopes is the uh, versus Damon Jackson is I think a fun fight too. Damon is incredibly durable. Whether Damon wants another fight against a high-level grappler is another thing, but that that's my pick. I liked your use of MMA math there with the, uh, you know, uh, 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 Tucker beat Quarantillo. Quarantillo just beat Damon Jackson. So Lopez is – and then now Lopez. Yeah. Uh, now Lopez beat uh, Tucker, so he's has to be in that mix there. Good. You, that was off the top. You didn't use the uh, MMA fighting calculator, right? You know we're not allowed to use that anymore. I don't know what that means. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, you don't know. Okay, the MMA fighting – well, it's my fault. I kept using the MMA fighting – uh, MMA math calculator or uh, MM math calculator, as I like to call it, uh, that our company has, and it costs uh, eighty six thousand US every time. Wow! Yeah, yeah, every time. So for like two minutes of use. So that was my fault. We're not allowed to use it anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you did that off the top of your head. So if our accountants are out there, we did not use it. Uh, please do not get angry with us. That was, uh, that was straight uh, uh, Rhode Island education. New England education yes, system. Sir. Yeah, wow, impressive, impressive. Warwick represent. Uh, I kind of went along the same lines. I went with another veteran. These guys are really tightly packed in my rankings. They're both around the 20 to 30 range. Uh, I went with Daniel Pineda. I can't remember Ooh. Pineda last fought. He's coming off a loss, but same idea. Kind of serves the same function as Damon Jackson. Respectable, respectable record, action fighter, and would be a nice name for uh, Diego Lopez to have in his resume. So. Who did he, he just lost to Caceres? Bruce Leroy? Yeah, but it was, a, uh, it was the beginning of the year. It's been no, a while. That was June, June, if I remember correctly. I think that was on the Kai Car France Albazi fight. Yeah, yeah. He just can't, he is coming off a loss. Um, so yeah, but I'm fine with that. So I like Damon Jackson. I like uh, Pineda. I think we, I, I like both of those fights. I think we both agree. Someone who has like a similar amount of overall pro experience, yeah. but not necessarily a top twenty yeah. guy, and, and just and division. just tough. A, a guy that's yeah. tough to finish. Yeah, because Diego has a, like most of his fights are first round stop, stoppage wins. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm, I just I need someone to test him. <laughs> well, I don't know Pineda and Jackson will probably, but could end in another fast finish either, either way. And yeah, they're both action guys. Tanner Bozer. Speaking of, we talked about Gavin Tucker. Talk about Canadians. Tanner Bozer. Wow. Jose, they say you don't get a second chance to make a first impression, but here Apparently. he was fighting at two hundred five again. You know, after a, a lack, uh, an, I don't say lackluster. He got he listen. He got caught by Yuan y- Kutalaba. Many fighters have. And, uh, and he got beat. He got beaten in the first round. It happened. So he gets he gets his fight with uh, the returning Alexa Kamer, another guy who was, I think he hadn't fought in 777 days on the dot. So uh, it picks up unanimous decision. You know, maybe not a fight in the night winner. Maybe not a fight we'll be talking about by the end of the year. But to get that first W at 205, uh, pretty big deal. Uh, again, we talked about this sort of being the smorgasbord portion of the matchmaking segment. I just had to look at my internal rankings and go Maxim Grishin. Why? I don't know. Max and <laughs> Grishin is available. He's about the range where I would rank Tanner Bozer right now. And, uh, you know, let's, it's just a, a, a credible opponent. Otherwise, a lot of other people are booked. So I don't know. Jose, what do you like for Bozer? Um, uh, what's his face? I'm literally just thought thinking it on the. Who's the. Du- the who? What's his name? The duelist? Ihor? Ihor Porteria. I go. think he has a fight. Let no. me check. I could be wrong. Like I, because he He's, just ah, he just lost in May. I know that he, he got you are 
He got smashed by Ulberg. Oh, he got smashed by Ulberg. Uh, yes, you're right. He is not booked. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Why not? There you go. Good he's thing. I, he's in the range. I have him ranked uh, 31st. Well, wow. Actually, heading into uh, Saturday's card, I have not updated these rankings. I had Poteria 31 and Tanner Bozer 32. So there you go. Get out of my rankings, Jose. Get out of my hard drive. Get into my car. Get into my dreams. Um, I think we can move on from there. <laughs> and then opening the card. That's funny. The wild card of the lightweight division, Ludovic Klein. I have no idea if this oh. guy is good, but he keeps winning fights. Uh, he takes a lot of short. He takes short notice opportunities. He's actually since returning to 155 uh, last March, March of last year. Uh, 3-0-1. 3-0-1. Wins over Devontae Smith, Mason Jones, and uh, now Ignacio Bahamandas, and he had a majority draw at uh, 286. So, against Jai Herbert. So, uh, undefeated, technically, in his last four fights. Not yeah. a bad run for Ludovic. You'd kind of, he's missing that finishing form that got him on the UFC's radar. But uh, Ignacio Bahamandas came in as the favorite, I'm pretty sure. And uh, Klein gets the uh, unanimous decision nod. So, where did you go uh, in the stacked lightweight division for Ludovic Klein? Well, it's tough because Ludovic Klein, I've act, I I remember his UFC debut was on Fight Island when he fought Shane Young. Um, he missed weight. He missed weight. Um, but I interviewed, that was the fight card. I interviewed everyone from City Kickboxing on the couch together. And Shane Young was like, eh, he's all right. Kicks a lot of people in the head, but he's, look at the level of competition. I mean, losing to Michael Trezano and Nate Landwehr is no, like that's, they're good fighters. But then, mm-hmm. Devontae Smith at one point was a was a name. Mason Jones, former champion in uh Cage Wars. Jai Herbert is a huge human being, like a physically huge human being. And I know uh, Herbert got deducted a point. So, but he also how many fights does Lord of Klein have? Like 25, 26, something like that. He's a 24. Uh 25, actually. I think you're right. 25. You gotta give him someone a little higher ranked. Not higher ranks, but like who should he fight? Ah. I know. I just I just thought of a name. He was so Ludovic Klein was supposed to fight Jim Miller, if I remember correct, right? Or am I making that up? Uh, UFC. Uh, Ju- this is on June third. Uh, the Car of France Albazi card. So they were supposed to fight. Yes. Give him Clay Guida next. Then Clay Guida is coming off a loss. Ludovic Klein was supposed to fight one veteran. Give him the other veteran. I want to save Jim Miller for UFC three hundred against whoever. I don't think Ludovic Klein should be the fighter for UFC three hundred. I think that'll be like a Bobby Green type person. That Bobby Green seems pretty interested in that fight. Um, I wouldn't. Mu- so the next tenured lightweight, Clay Guida. Clay Guida's what lost two of three in his last few fights to Claudio, who he got knee barred, and I think Rafa Garcia. And then he obviously beats Scott Holt- Holtzman in the split. Give him Lodovic Klein. All right. Uh, I like that. I like the the going the veteran angle. Always a fun way to go. I'm going with another someone a bit again a bit closer to him. I, I should stop throwing out this name because this guy's schedule is so hard to predict. I think he's just had bad luck with injuries and other things preventing him from fighting. But I like Mike Davis. I want to see Mike Davis fight. Mike Davis. Yeah. Wow. We throw him out there on onto the next one a lot. Very popular listener pick. But he fights like once a year. Did he fight this year? I don't know, man. Um, he's so he's fun, man. He's so good. He's so fun. But since 2019, he's fought three times i think i think in the last four years he's fought yeah. three times um he fought this past uh october and i didn't hear anything about any injuries since but again hard to tell with him hard to tell him. just does not fight frequently so if he's available him and klein make a lot of sense uh otherwise again it's pretty wide open for klein uh and really a lot the past three guys we mentioned it's probably is out there is judo's managed to welterweight now 
No, he is a lightweight. Oh, that's uh, the... oh, no, sorry. No, no, he. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Uh, he is a lightweight, but you're right. He took his last fight at welterweight. Yeah. Um, but he was short notice replacement, right? I can't even. I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. I mean, he should stay there because he looked really he good. He should. <laughs> I mean, I want to see that fight, not because I think that's like an incredibly high-level competition or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I interviewed both of those men like within a week of each other, and I get those two confused so much, Lodovic Klein and Udo Smetic, <laughs> okay. that they just need to fight because they need to determine which one I need to remember. Like yeah. That's just a Jose. like fight to, fight to determine who stays in the Jose brain bank. Yeah, yeah. This is they need to do this for you. Yeah, for not your, for any. Not for fight any in my way. apartment. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's legal. Uh, yeah, uh, yours. Well, you spoiled my wild card pick because I want to see. Uh, I had forgotten that that was a one time thing at welterweight, so I was like, "Oh, yours, Medich would be a good opponent for my wild card pick, Carlson Harris," because oh, wow. I I think Carlson Carlson Harris. I think he hasn't had a chance to fight in the main card yet, so oh. I don't know when I'm ever going to get to pick for Carlson Harris, and I like him and. Uh, comeback win of the night i mean it looked like he was gonna he was cruising to decision loss i don't know i i shouldn't say i don't know i'm sure uh smarter more grappling uh intelligent minded people than me can tell you why jeremiah wells was not able to finish his choke on uh harris earlier in the fight it looked tight it looked uncomfortable but harris never harris never looked like um he was panicking. He didn't look like he was panicking. He didn't look... I don't think he was close to tapping. And I I swear, I'm like, he's going to go to sleep. I thought Jeremiah Wells, Jeremiah Wells was going to put him to sleep. But something must have been off with the technique. And then Jeremiah Wells showed... Uh, sorry, uh, Carlson Harris showed Jeremiah Wells how it was done. So impressive for him. I want to give him a fight. Uh, I'll go with Medich if uh, if he stays at 170. Coming off a really nice uh, win over Matthew Semmelsberger. But uh, again, it it, it could it, he's in the sort of third tier of uh, welterweights right now, so I don't know where where they're going to go with Cross and Harris, but I had to give him a shout out. Big ups, big ups, ch. Uh, do you have a wild card pick, Jose? Is there anyone you'd like to? to it could be a it could be someone who lost a fight. Wild card is is anyone on this card who competed? Yes, I would like to see Sean Woodson fight one of two people. Oh, either Nate Landwehr. Um. Because I think that's just a fun fight. I think Nate Lanoir is very durable. He's very exciting. I think Sean Woodson has not had the opportunity to showcase how good he really is. Because he, he's on that Mike Davis schedule where he's fought once a year since he got into the UFC. And all of his wins are fun. Mm. All of his he almost, he almost fun. didn't fight on this card. They, right? they, 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 they moved heaven and earth to keep him on Saturday's card. They gave him four different opponents. And he's, he's a guy... I think he's a very fun interview. Mm-hmm. I think he's very charismatic. I think he has an exciting fun. I'm not going to say he's going to be a superstar, but he ha- he has the the he he's I don't know how to phrase this. He could be like a Bobby Green okay. or like like a Masvidal. Like he's about that life. I think he's a and he's I, more importantly like he's very he's very good in media days. Like he has interesting anecdotes. He's not playing a character like. His the story of when he got the throat tattoo and he was trying to hide it from his mom is very fun. He called me out on one of like Mike interviewed him. So when he beat, I want to say when he beat, I can't even remember who he fought because it, it was so long ago. When on the Holloway Yair fight, Sean Woodson won on the undercard, like beat him bad, and he was like styling on him, like bah, 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 and like making faces and showboating and the thing. It was fun. And then I go, so Max says he's the best boxer in the UFC, and Sean Woodson kind of went 
on a tangent why Sean Woodson is the best boxer in the UFC. And then the next time Mike Heck interviewed him, he's like, your boy stirring the pot. And Mike's like, how do you know that he's my boy? He goes, I recognize him from your post shows. Oh I'm like, gosh. oh, great. Sean oh Woodson's the man. Oh, he, that's he, real. Fan of, fan of the product. <laughs> um, so Nate Landwehr, because I think that would be a fun, like, just two guys banging into each other. Meritocracy-wise, I think the loser of Cub Swanson and Akeem Duwadu, I think would be a fun fight. Oh, um, I like that. I like that. Hakeem Duwadu, like I know, like I, I think Hakeem, he obviously missed weight loss time. Who did he lose to? Julian. Uh, I'm gonna look this up because I'm not even gonna guess. My mem- my memory on these things is terrible. As everyone who listens to the show, I think it was Julian Arosa. I think it was in he December. Lost a unanimous decision to Julian Arosa yeah, on September weight. 10th, UFC 279. That was yeah. That was the what September. So that was the Nate, Di- right. the Nick Diaz, the Nate Diaz. Correct. And, yes, he missed weight badly. Yeah, um, and I know Sean Woodson has lost to Julian. I think that was his second or third fight in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian's obviously uh, in a, a different fighter now. Eventually, I would like to see that fight run back. I think that's a fight that Sean Woodson talk, took too early in his career. Um, I think, so yeah, and then Cub Swanson, if he loses to Keem, can't really say no to anyone. Uh, and then I, if Akeem loses, he also can't say no to anyone. I think that's a fight that Sean Woodson. I think he deserves a high, like a fun scrap. Because if you, you know, like Sean Woodson got into the UFC by beat it by knocking out Terrence McKinney with McKinney. a flying knee, yeah, and then piecing up Kyle Botchniak in Boston in Kyle's hometown. Like I, I, I really like Sean Woodson's style and his personality. Yeah, and I just want to see him actually stay active. He's distinct too. I feel like he's marketable because he's massive. He's, he's, like, he's he, a tall boy. You he's see him. Boy. Yeah, I think I I think I was watching a fight with my mom once or something, and she was like, Who's this weirdo? Or not weirdo, that's a mean thing to say, but like he stands out. Like she 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 stopped what she was doing. She got she her eyes raised up from her tablet to watch him fight. She was like, I this and I think she thought she's like, Oh, he's so skinny, like he's gonna get killed. And I'm like, No, it's, you know, watch this guy, he's he's interesting. So uh so anyway, so he has a bit of you know, he has some some that's my definition of crossover appeal. You know, does it get my mother's attention? <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, his only loss, Julian Arosa, three years ago. Yeah. It, it could be time to run it back. I don't know how interested uh, Julian Arosa would be, but again, if, if he loses, how much uh, how much say does he have in his next matchup? If he wins, how much say does he have in his next matchup? I don't really know. So, uh, good stuff, Jose. Uh, can I can I can I can I hold on to for a bit longer as we go yes, over some, some listener picks while you get those up? I don't want right. Julian to fight anytime soon because him. I don't know if you pay attention. <laughs> But him and uh, Jalen Turner have been, quote unquote, beefing on the Instagram comments. Okay, over, as the kids o- say, sure. Over skateboarding, not oh. fighting. Oh, okay, wholesome. Um, so Julian and Jalen want to do a game of skate, which is like horse, but skateboarding. And I ran into Jalen in Salt Lake City. He was like doing guest fighter stuff, and I was like, "You guys are gonna play skate?" He's like, "Hey, man, if he wants it, he can get it." And I was like, "I'm wherever it is, wherever this exists." I'm going to be there and I'm going to film it. So Julian Arosa has more important things to do. And he has to prepare <laughs> for a game of skate that I'm going to instigate. He has better. He has more bigger battles to fight. Yes, because Jalen, no one is beating Jalen Turner skateboarding in all of MMA. That's never going to happen. You're, you're calling it. He's the pound Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner. If Jalen Turner took a year, two years off or a year off from MMA and folks on skating, he could go pro. This is a Jalen Turner is so good at skateboarding. <laughs> this is I, I am not uh, up to date on this. I the last thing I remember was 
Gregor Gillespie's a good fisherman or something. That's that's where I am on Jalen Turner is a better skateboarder than Gregor Gillespie. Okay, all right. This is some. This is I'm, some I'm saying it now. This is Jalen Turner is a better skateboarder than Steepy is a firefighter. I don't know what makes a good. <laughs> fi- that seems unlikely. Uh, so don't know. I don't know what makes a good fisherman either. So I can't even begin to make this comparison. But I'm just I'm just talking. Let's go to the let's go to listener picks here. We've got uh, go to my emails first, yeah, Jose. Yeah. We've got Tristan Gordet, uh, friend friend of on of, of, of most of our programming. What's up, Tristan? Uh, Billy Q versus Jorgensen Brito, Diego Lopez versus David Onama, Ludovic Klein versus Matush Rabetsky, uh, and Asu Almabaya versus Alessandro Costa. So thank you, Tristan, for filling in some of those. Uh, I don't think I think oh, Lopez the only guy we really talked about. Oh, Klein, we talked about. Klein uh casey carpenter hope you enjoyed your vacation i did casey thank you uh love your background in the youtube videos just showing how you got the dog in you i don't know if that's what it shows it shows me in there with the dogs it doesn't show the dog in me if you could pick an animal to be inside you like i instead of saying because we all know we hate the phrase i got the dog in me Have, when's you... the last time you used that phrase on iran you're with me right we just need to stop using that right yeah that's that's a ter- that's such a stupid phrase. No, I don't. The thing is, I don't even think inherently it's a bad phrase. I think it's like a cool. Think it's just I, overplayed. Yeah, I think the first time I heard it, I was like, "Yeah, that's a cool thing to say. What a cool way to put it." And I, I laughed at the memes. I thought the memes were really funny, and holy crap, it got played out in about two weeks. And I'm like, "That's enough. We got. We have to be better than this." What would you? Uh, what would you replace? Got the dog in me. Nothing. Can we just say? Do we? Does everything have to be so colorful? I know that's our job. I know we're in the media. I know we we do some broadcasting. We have to use colorful language. Could we just say someone's tough. Someone's durable. I guess durable is also overplayed. I guess there's a lot of, of ways to say someone's tough and and uh, we have to keep. All right. Going. Based off of that, then yeah, we're replacing dog with whooping crane. Whooping crane. Yeah, because in the 1940s they were on the verge of extinction. Uh-huh. Extinction. Uh huh. And battled back, and now they are fully populated and no longer on the verge of extinction. If there's a definition of tough, it's the whooping crane. Can there was say... almost none left in the world, and now they're everywhere. All right, I'm still not gonna even the in you part. I'm over. Like, can it just be like I'm gonna say something like that? That, that guy battled back like the whooping crane, something go. like that. Yeah, I like yeah. Or, or 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 has the potential to because be you know why? Because with that, people go why the whooping crane, and then you explain it, and then they learn something. Yeah. You're teaching while also using fight talk. The most important thing in MMA. And six six months from now, some schmo, not the schmo, some schmo is going to be using that phrase yeah. and not crediting you and yeah. be like, oh, I don't know no. how it came to me. I just, you know. Because it'll just then eventually just be in the zeitgeist. It'll yeah. be it's so guys trying to pick up a girl, a girl's trying to pick up a guy, guys trying to pick up a guy, whatever you, whatever flavor you want. They're going to be like, did you know the whooping crane was almost extinct in the 1940s? You'd be like, wow, that's so interesting. And then they're getting married and having kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that escalated. Uh, Casey says, uh, love watching you get into it with Jed on the post-fight show. It's all love, baby. It's all love. Uh, sure. Safe travels back to, uh, to Mike. I'm sure he'll be glad to get away from the idiotic Dallas sports fans. Whoa, I should not have read that out. What's that about? Have you, been to, have you have been, I to been to Dallas? Have I been to Dallas? Have I been to Dallas? The have home, you been to the, Dallas? The, 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 the spot of Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena, too, uh-huh. of... of Steve Miocic versus Junior Dos Santos, Frankie Edgar, Yair Rodriguez. You were there for Byron Woodley versus Darren Till. Yeah, I've been to Dallas. Uh, the fans are fine, right? Well, I can't stand any fan from Texas in any. Sport. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Brian Tucker, big Dallas. Man. Oh, I, 
The Dallas Mavericks are turds. Okay, all right, let's move on. San Hagen will fight Morale for the vacant title. Uh, I'm sure the UFC wasn't thrilled by the fight. I don't have any idea who else they could put up in the vacant title fight. If Sterling doesn't move, mo- doesn't move up, San Hagen could rematch him. They're not going to do that right away. Uh, but after he gets the easy win, oh, wow, I think Sterling will move up and hopefully get Volker Max. Oh, easy win over Mali. I guess he means not, uh, not San Hagen. Uh, I think Jan getting the next title fight against the winner of the 292 co-main Hold on, Jan. Oh, Jan Shaunan. Okay, right. So why not Dern versus Suarez? I don't think they want to do that to Mackenzie Dern. They like her. They won't book that fight, would they, Jose? Unless Mark Zuckerberg wants it. That's <laughs> true. Uh, Mackenzie Dern is favorite fighter. Uh, Lopez, Billy Q, uh, Jacoby versus Krilov, Phillips versus Ricky Simone. Why does that fight sound so weird to me? Uh, Durden versus Bruno Silva. It's being shown on Typology.com. What? Hold on, hold on. Kyler Phillips looks good. Kyler, Kyler Phillips, Phillips is Kyler Phillips is a very good fighter. He is. Um, he's trained he's, with. Uh, he's O'Malley's buddy, right? He's O'Malley's they, buddy, right? They they're not like fully teammates, but they came up together. Yeah. Him and uh, Casey Kenny. Why is Cody Durden versus Bruno Silva on Topology? That's not a thing. That can't be happening. Then Cody, I, I, Cody fought like less than twenty four. He fought twelve he just hours. Fought, ago. But that's what I'm saying. I think this has been on, and I don't think this is new. I think this has been on Topology for a while. So oh. I'm not sure why that happened. Um, that's very strange. Was he not supposed to? Was this? Did, was this a Jake Hadley fight? No, he wasn't late notice. Oh, he was. I'm sorry. This was. I'm dumb. Jake Hadley. Yes. Okay. So I assume the Bruno Silva fight is off because uh, Jake Hadley was supposed to fight Tagir Ulan Bekov. Cody mm. Durden was replacement for him. So that fight is presumably off, though. Um, I guess we don't. We know in the UFC, we don't know for sure. If Cody Durden wants to can make that date, I'm sure he would still do it. I'm sure he'd love to get another paycheck so quickly. Um, so yeah, that's a, a weird situation. Uh, if that's not having Durden versus Machinel, yeah, Machinel, where are you? Come back. Machinel has a fight, doesn't he? Did I make that up? Does he? I don't think you did, but I feel like it's been a while since we've seen him. I definitely made that up. I'm thinking of Tim Elliott. My topology fingers are because he hasn't. Oh no, he's fighting. Da- uh, oh, he's supposed Cancel. to fight David Dvorak. Duh. Cancel. He was a, that was a two eighty nine. Didn't happen. Yeah, I was there. Uh, you're everywhere. You're everywhere, and uh, producer E. Casey Lydon, not producing this show today, uh, is is from everywhere. That's a whole other discussion. But every time I ask mm. Casey, I get like, "Oh yeah, I've lived in Wisconsin." I'm like, "What? When did you live in Wisconsin?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm from there." I'm like, "No, you're from Houston." And he's like, "No, I'm also from Wisconsin." It's like, "What?" So from like Mississippi, yes, California. He's from. This is a whole other thing. I can't go down this well right now. Mm. Uh, okay, going to the Twitter machine. Uh, and yes, we're called Twitter.com. The Twitter.com okay. machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legally, I can still say that. Sure can. Four corner sports. I don't want to reread uh, again. Corey San- Sandhagen versus Marab, very popular pick. So I'm not going to keep rereading that one over and over again. Rob Font versus Song Yadong, rebook it. Was that supposed to happen and didn't happen? Say it again. Rob Font versus Song Yadong. Was that supposed to that be, was like, supposed to be in Bo- That was supposed card. to be in Boston. Oh, I see it. So did Rob just get moved to this fight? They just took him out of it. Oh, Song withdrew. Okay. So then Rob Font was free. All right. Yeah. Um, who am I reading there? Four Corner Sports. Great suggestion there. I thought they just pulled font from the card. I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, Dustin Jacoby versus... Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why it says with true. Yeah, that's why I would have. Anyway, uh, Dustin Jacoby, Dominic Reyes? Uh, I don't want to do that to Dom. Yeah, I don't I don't like where that one goes. Uh, Diego Lopez versus Ryan Hall. I heard Ryan Hall was there. Is he trained with uh, Sanhagen? Mm, that's interesting. I heard Ryan Hall was in the building. Uh, Sean Woodson versus Nate Landwehr. There you go. Four corners. I right. forgot Ryan Hall was a fighter. Don't say. I mean, he's more than a fighter, though. Oh, 
right? We would agree on that. No, I mean, I'm on record that I've never been overly impressed with Ryan Hall as an MMA fighter. I'm, uh, you're going to edit this. I was going to say I'm going to edit this out, but I think uh, you're handling a lot of the production, so you're going to edit that out. That, no, I'm actually going to put it at the beginning. Okay. That's going to be the stinger. I think, oh, that's yeah. that's going to be able to listen to the rest of it. Like, oh, the people are going to be like, oh, my God, he's off the, the rails. How the hell did we get to this? I got to listen yeah. to this whole show. Yeah. Uh, Matt Canada coming in. He wants auto points for uh, future auto points for saying Tanner Bozer would be a PFL champion in 2024. <laughs> okay, uh, oh, PFL. Wow. I I like Tanner Bozer. I'm not sure he would win the the PFL tournament. That's tough, man. Whenever someone asks me about the PFL, I'm just, I always just I go just go tweet it. Okay, like he's kind of our. You should. I care. He's about, kind of our PFL. Shout out, shout out to Jesus Pinedo for making the yeah. finals after missing weight. Uh, I did it for my, for and my, I don't, I don't peoples. hate the product of PFL at all. Not at all. Not at all. I, I don't like as a stat guy. I don't. People complain about like the crowded screen. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really care. I you think care. they're. I think they're honestly just looking for things to complain about because it's not the UFC. Um, I, I, I don't hate the product. PFL should introduce the punch clock to uh, follow MLB's pitch clock. Cause I've quite enjoyed the MLB. I don't want to send you on a whole baseball talk. I know that could be another yeah. two hour long conversation, but I like the pitch clock and uh, they said the punch clock where if you don't punch uh, every, you know, 15 seconds, if you don't throw a punch or a kick every 15 seconds or a takedown uh, or to go for a takedown, you're yeah. going for submission attempt. That's fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Some sort of penalty. Uh, John Ray sending to me and Mike. Good thing he sent to both of us. Cause like, you know, Mike is not on here. Uh, he says, just throw Amabayev in there with hand Hadley. He's also confused about Dirtly being scheduled. Uh, Dirty, excuse me, Dirtly. Durden being scheduled. Sounds like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> That's uh, Dudley. Klein versus Pueyes. Phillips versus Chris Gutierrez. Suarez Asparza too. Asparza, yeah. Asparza is happily enjoying being a mom right now and has no urge to get trucked by Tatiana Suarez again. I assure you. Um, Diaz, oh god, fights for Diaz. Diaz versus Poirier, finally somewhere, I guess. Interest in that, uh, Jose? In uh, if they come, if if Nay comes back to the UFC, that's the fight. That is the fight to make. Uh, unless they do the Connor three route, if Connor ever fights again, that's the only other fight I would accept: the Poirier fight or the Connor fight. Uh, we have Francesco who always introduces himself as our big Italian fan. He's now you, you, you are, he is now your big Italian fan. I'm uh, quarter Italian. You're a quarter. Stop it. Uh, my mom is Mexican. My dad is Irish Italian. I need, we need to have you and Casey, uh, do a competition to who has the more storied lineage because you guys are just from, and you know, yeah, both of my great grandparents from everywhere. Both of my great grandparents came through Ellis Island. And they were both deaf, and they were all deaf. And three of my four grandparents, great grandparents, were deaf through Ellis Island. You guys gotta write a. We should write a book. Yeah. Uh, Francesco also likes Suarez versus Dern. Guys, not. I just not. I don't think I do that. Dern. Jacoby versus Ulberg. If he beats uh, Da Eun Jung in his upcoming fight, that's interesting. Kickboxer versus kickboxer. Ulberg did not fight in Glory though, right? He's not a Glory kickboxer. He's a former. He's a kickboxer, not a Glory kickboxer. So that'd be interesting. Uh, wild cards, Carlson Harris, Chaos Williams, another uh, Carla Phillips, Ricky Simone. Okay, so I'm guys kind of glossing over here, guys. German, Corey for the vacant title of Aljo vacates Lopez versus uh, Pat Sabatini. Hmm. Alan Bayev, Nesimento. Everyone again asking about the Dirt and Bruno Silva fight, guys. I assume that's not going to happen, could be wrong. Toke Girding Jensen, what's up? Toke says, I hate being like this, AK. I really do. Uh, Sanhagen versus Song Yadong. Sorry, Sanhagen, a win in this way just doesn't do it. Font versus Umar. Again, sorry, bro. <laughs> Suarez versus Jan uh, makes too much sense. Have both uh, both just beaten 
Jessica Andre Andrade, obvious number one contender fight. Yeah, I, I don't know if we discussed that. If that's, but you, I think you're, you, you and me are thinking they don't make Yan do that. Like they just have to make yeah. let, that make that. Uh, are there any picks for Billy Q? Yeah, there's a few. So this is uh, yeah. so I'll throw one out here from Toke. Uh, Billy Q to Ho Choi. Uh, I Ooh. think that's that's a super fun one. Ooh, especially if they do that Asia card at the end of the year. There you Ooh, go. That's a scrap. Uh, I like that fight a lot. Jake Paul versus Mike Perry, MMA or boxing? No. Neither? Neither. No interest. I, I'm i not interested in anything Jake Paul does. But if uh, Jake Paul fights someone, <laughs> I it, it's probably Tommy or KSI or Nate in MMA. <laughs> Uh, I'm, you know, I feel the same about Mike, about Mike Perry. So we're somewhat in agreement here. Uh, Bear O'Reilly, it's been a while. What the kids call a minute. Nice start to the season for Celtic. That's right. Uh, Celtic FC, the only Celtic team that matters <laughs> in the world with a uh, 4-2 victory over Ross County in the uh, Scottish Premier League day one. Uh, we got another. We got a lot more trophies coming. Very excited mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodson, Hakardo, Hamos, Charles Jordan winner. Wow. A banger well, no matter what. I thought like Charles Jordan was going to be my pick for Sean Woodson before that fight was kind of like that was kind of what I my gut response was. But if Charles has like Charles has the fight, Mm -hmm. I don't know because Charles has been fighting for a long time. And I don't think Charles would take that fight. Not that he's afraid of Sean Woodson, but I Mm -hmm. just think he's like at the point of square. He's like, I want to fight up. Yeah. And Sean Woodson is fun, but I think Charles Jordan has taken fun fights and it's not worked out for him. Yeah. I think he's going to be a little more realistic. Especially if he wins, because I would have Ricardo Hamos probably ranked higher than Sean Woodson. So if he beats yeah. Hamos, it, it's re- it would really be fighting back at that point. Yeah. I And I think I love Sean Woodson, Charles Jordan. I just don't. Charles deserves a little higher rank. Yeah. That could happen someday, but maybe just not next year. Uh, Corintillo, Jack Shore. Uh, Shore is out for a while, recovering from surgery. That's good as I want. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good as I want Billy Q to take a break, as he is always in wars. Uh, Winner of this gets a top fifteen ranking or at least an opponent. So good luck cool. there. Carlson Harris, Alex Morano. Harris only lost his shot cut and has looked good in every other fight. He's ready for the top fifteen gatekeeper test against the Great White. I think that rhymed. Very well huh. done. Oh, impressive. Don't Tanner Bowser. Tanner Bowser versus The Rock. For what? If, if Boser wins, The Rock has to pay him money for wearing his shoes. I don't know why he singled out. Uh, Did he uh, talk shit on his shoes? I don't know. Maybe we're, Barry, I apologize if we're missing some Tanner Boser quote, or maybe Tanner, maybe Boser's just the right size for it. Maybe just like size wise on the on the card. That's the guy who would. Uh-huh. Jacoby versus Alexander Rakic. Uh, Rakic must be near a comeback, and the top of the division is mostly booked. Eh. This will be a solid test. Well, not not uh, not feeling too hot about it. I think if Ratchik was just in a number one contender fight and before his knee blew out, I would like to give him someone in the top five right out of the gate. Oh, oh, you oh, you don't think Ratchik should have to fight back? That's possible. This is fair. Also, like a knee injury, you shouldn't like there's some light heavyweight fights need to play out. Like you got Span and Smith. You got Johnny Walker's fighting uh, uh, Ankalaev and Abu mm-hmm. Dhabi. The, eventually, that light heavyweight title will be announced between Alex and Yuri. I think Ratchik should take literally in, like until the last minute of the eleventh hour to like let all these play out. Don't yeah. book a fight now because yeah, then all yeah. of a sudden, by the time you fight, the division is just wonky again. Uh, and we got Barry another Tatiana versus Mackenzie Dern. I, I, a lot of people want this. Maybe this I happen. think I don't know. I, I didn't. The only reason I didn't say it is because I don't think Tat, like Tatiana should deserve to fight someone above her but there's none 
But meritocracy wise, that's literally the only fight that makes and, sense. And name value. Mackenzie Dern's yeah. super popular fighter. Santiago Suarez is up there, but Mackenzie Dern is really, really popular. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure Suarez would would love to test herself in that matchup. So thank you, Barry. Thank you for those picks. Chris Martin, last one on Twitter. Uh, I don't think there's a lot new here. <laughs> Another PFL recommendation for both. What is it about Bozer that's green is PFL? Contract over. Huh? Is contract I, uh, over? Maybe. Before? Yeah. Tanner Bozer versus Martin Hamlet in the first round of the next PFL season. So specific. Uh, well done, Chris. Uh, Anything else new here? Oh, a yeah, lot Tanner, of, of Tanner Bozer's a free agent. Okay, well there you go. Hey, good. So good job on the field. August fifth <laughs> was his, August fifth was the final fight of his contract. Uh, we kind of talked about this, but Chris just wants to know: uh, Do you think Corey hurt his title shot chances with that performance? I don't know if we got that specific with it. What was your what were your thoughts on that? <sighs> um, it didn't help, mm. but I don't think it hurt. Like now there's not a clamoring like the fact that this is a question answers it. Again, like, let's see who wins. Let's see who wins. I think if if Algermain wins, I think Corey will be in one half of the title shot title fight. If O'Malley and Cheetah win, that's the fight they're going to probably make. Okay. Uh, we got more Tanner Bozer for Asian Talks. We'll wrap up on Instagram here. Robbie Ryan, he likes uh, Bozer versus Dovel. Dov- he just wanted me to say this, and, uh, pronounce this on the uh, show. Dovletzan Yagshimuradov. Thought you were going to get me, Robbie. You think I'm not a <laughs> Dovletzan Yagshimuradov stan? Yeah. Come on now. I've practiced that name a lot of times. Uh, and then uh, asked if PFL were to acquire Bellator, do you think they'd keep the two brands and keep PFL the tournament league and make Bellator the super fight division? Or would they just mash the whole thing together as PFL? Um, they would mash. I think I think they would like to keep their... Well, no, the, the Super Fight division were, would work perfectly because PFL has a Super... Do they call it Super Fight League? Super Fight League? Their pay-per-view division? Super Fight League, the Indian promotion? No, not not the SFL. No, not the esteemed SFL. The, uh, you know, the Kayla Harrison, Francis yeah. Ganu. Uh, I don't remember what it's exactly called, but yeah. there is something. But those are like the like Francis and Jake Paul and... Amanda Serrano just signed for it on yeah. the MMA Hour, which you can watch Mondays and Wednesdays live on the MMA Fighting YouTube page. Um, yeah, probably. I don't remember what the exact title is called. But. Mm. It, it would make sense. And PFL, uh, Bellator runs tournaments too. So the brands, like, I think Bellator would have to stop running tournaments. That's the only thing. Oh, God, I can't do another seasonal Bellator again. It just brings me too many, too much PTSD. Listen, it's coming back. All right. We got another Bellator. <laughs> and they're going to come back. Stronger. They had a lot, of, uh, a lot of bumps in the road this year. It's, you know, thankfully they signed Francis. That's all people are talking about. Not really how wonky this year's tournaments were, but I don't know. Shout out to us, Pacheco. Brandon uh-huh. Haley uh, also likes Carla Phil's, Chris Gutierrez, Diego Lopez, Jonathan Pierce. Whoa, that's a that's a tough Ooh, fight. That's a super tough fight. That's a tough fight. And Billy Q versus Lauren Murphy, both in November at MSG for electric pay-per-view prelims. Uh, Dak Mitch... Oh, Dak Mitch just wanted to uh, ask if I was okay after being uh, uh, bullied by uh, Shaheen and Chad. Yeah, I'm fine. It's all love. What do they bully you over? Listen, don't don't watch the post fight show. It got ugly. It got very ugly and it got very loud. Um, With Jed and Sean, I, I, again, I don't want to go down this road again. But they, I, I was just saying, if he were to fight in MMA, uh, uh, Jake Paul, that he that it doesn't have to be. Like the best options are clearly Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. That's there's no arguing that. But that's not the only thing that I was saying. He could find if he find, wants to win in MMA. I think he can find someone with a name that he can actually beat. I, I unfortunately could not come up with a name at the time, so that did hurt my argument. But I do feel like there's someone out there with with a name. That well, he can see, actually the problem with that AK is you're making you're is you're making sense. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not allowed on mm-hmm. post shows with Shaheen yeah. and Jed. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I was attacked. I was attacked. Uh, get out of here! I had the get. greatest respect for both those guys. I get what they were trying to say. They didn't get what I was trying to say. That's the problem. I get what they were trying to say. Uh, Tino Alvarez, uh, not a lot new here. Tanner Bozer, Ihor Poteria. You are in. You are in lockstep with some mm. of these. Are you sure you don't want to do the show more often? Because uh, Carlson Harris, Gabriel Bonfim. Uh, Sean Woodson versus Melsic Bogdasari. I like that. Melsic. Oh I think he's, man, that yeah. would be a barn burner. As That's a well. good one. That would they would just be mean mugging the whole time. That'd be a good. That'd one. I just want to see that face off too. Uh, Marcus, who sends a nice little scrap spreadsheet. Uh, not spreadsheet. A nice little graphic here. Uh, Sandhagen, Marab, Rob Font, Song Yadong. Another Jacoby Rockets recommendation. Another Lopez Ryan Hall recommendation. And how about Ludovic Klein versus Guram? Kutat Latse. Uh, I am gonna I am gonna wrap here. We are gonna uh, not long, but I do want to end on a first timer. What is up, Kyle? Uh I see a Canadian flag in there. What's up, Kyle? Oh, yes. Hello, fellow Canadian. First time auto picks, longtime listener. Uh, welcome to the party, pal. First of all, I rushed through these, so hopefully, no doo-doo. Alma Baya versus CJ Vergara, Woodson versus David Onama, Durden versus Suma Deergi. In parentheses, we love controversy. Let's not go there. I've already moved on from that Cody, those Cody Durden comments. I'd rather not think about them. Uh, Billy Q, uh, Nate the Train, which means Durdle, Durdle, Durdle. yeah, Durdley. That's du- Dudley combined Dudley Durdley. Dudley Durdley, yeah. Uh, Carlson Harris versus Muslim Salikov, Carla Phillips, Saeed Nurmagomedov, Ludovic Klein, Joe Salaki, Bozer versus More Cant until it gets better for a fighter with thirty plus fights. And I'm from Edmonton, so it hurts to say this. Oh, that's harsh. Tough love. Diego Lopez uh, versus the damaged Darren Elkins. Jacoby versus Menafield. Uh, Suarez versus the Rose. Fierro loser. That's a flyweight. Kyle. Kyle, come on, man. Uh, and Sandman versus uh, Umar. So there you go. Anyways, thank you, Kyle. Even though there's a sprinkling of doo-doo in there. Thank you for those uh, picks. And uh, thank you, Jose, for joining us this week. You did an amazing job. Always uh, do. Representing New England in Mike's absence, you know, I don't care what people say about you, New England boys. You guys are, you guys can be my wingman anytime. And to be for the record, I mm-hmm. agree with a lot of what people say about New England boys. <laughs> uh, you are you are a proud uh, Arizona in now. Phoenician. Uh, that's what they call us. What do you call? Them? I'm. Oh, I live Phoenician. I'm, I live in Phoenix, so we're Phoenicians. Oh, uh, you are Phoenician. You are, which is, um, I've heard it's like 50 degrees Celsius down there right now. I don't know what that what Celsius is because that's tomfoolery. 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Close, close. Uh, <laughs> well, to put it into perspective, uh, the low this week will be 107. And the high on Tuesday, so next Tuesday, so what's today? Sunday, we're recording this Sunday, so nine days from now, it will be 120 degrees. That sounds fun. And I will not be here. I will be in <laughs> Rhode Island. <laughs> Actually, I'll be in Boston for uh, the next UFC pay-per-view. Uh, that's right. And that's two weeks away. But next week, August 12th, we have... Uh, we're back at the UFC Apex, everyone's favorite spot. We've got Vicente Luque facing Rafael Dos Anjos in the welterweight main event. Uh, Khalil Roundtree facing Chris Dawkins. Chris Dawkins finally getting to make that drop down to 205. We'll see how that goes. That is not an easy fight for Chris Dawkins at all. Super dangerous fight. Uh, we have a strawweight bout between Pollyanna Viana and Yasmin Lucindo. I want to make sure I got this schedule right here. I'm reading off of Wikipedia, which is always a little, always a dangerous proposition. Here we go. Now I've got the ESPN. Uh, Cub Swanson, Hakeem Dawadu. 
which apparently, according to ESPN, is the co-main event. Uh, AJ Dobson, Tefan and Chukwe, Josh Framed, Jamie Pickett. So I want to make sure none of these have been canceled. And then on the prelims, we've got JP Bays, Marcus McGee, Lando Venata, Mike Breeden. I think that one is not happening. Sorry, that I think has been canceled. Francis Marshall, Isaac Dolgarian, Josh Parisian, Martin Budai, Jacqueline Amarine, Montserrat Conejo, uh, Damon Blackshear, Brady Heaston. Nope, that's also been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Juliana Miller, Luana Santos has not been canceled. So there you go. I mean, not a uh, Terrence McKinney. It looks like I stepped in to fight Mike Breed. So that's uh, on like super short notice. Yeah, that's. Fine. I think that that was announced like two days ago. Yeah, Terrence is uh, playing with a lot of fire with his career. I know, I get what he's trying to do, but um, hey, maybe he wins and we get to talk about him on to the next one. I'm he's not on sure. that. Uh, I mean, he's training with Kevin Holland now. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. Uh, if he's taking uh, career tips from him, this is what you do. But boy, he's fighting a lot of tough competition on not a lot of notice. He just seems to be uh, jumping right in there. So anyway, that is next week's card. Uh, thank you, Jose. I can't wait to have you back in. We will have presumably have Mike back next week. But uh, if we don't and you're filling in again, what a pleasure that would be. I'm like, uh, the, uh, I'm like the Brock Lesnar of on to the next one. Come any- in now and then and it's a big deal. Any part, uh, well, let me just also say, uh, I had to bribe Jose into being getting on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I promised I will make a, deno- a, de- a, a donation to comic books, uh, for kids, and you guys mm-hmm. should all do that too. That is uh, www.comicbooks4kids, F O R, not the number four, comicbooks4kids.org slash donate. So, uh, always a good mm-hmm. cause. Uh, thank you, Jose, for coming on. Uh, yes, I'll let you have the last word here before I sign us out. Uh, donate to comic books for kids, it's important. If you have comic books you don't listen, if you don't want anymore, you can also donate those actual physical comic books. Um, or obviously uh, buy all their stuff because it goes to kids with cancer who need to get distracted with the enchantment of the mind, which is infinitely more important than anything we have talked about on this uh, podcast, which I think AK would agree with. I agree 100%. So yeah, go, uh, go donate to kids with cancer. It is not that hard and it will make you feel good. Thanks again, Jose. Guys, go donate. Go do something nice. Go enjoy your day. Go think positive thoughts. And uh, we will. This this has been. How does Mike sign off again? Uh, <laughs> thank you can. for. Uh, this has been. On to the next one. The podcast. The podcast. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.